This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? We're the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out jasonqualscfp.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P dot com. Reminding you, as I do every show, you don't have to work with financial salespeople, financial hack jobs as they are. And uh, most of you do. A lot of you are out there not having a clue what type of advisor you have behind your retirement plan, behind your investment accounts, and it's hurting you. It's hurting your financial future, but you can... Do things differently if you work with only independent fee-only certified financial planners. Go to jasonqualscfp.com for more. If you want to jump in, email, questions, comments, disagreements, click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. You'll also find all of the social media links there as well. This is coming at us from Financial Planning Magazine, financialplanning.com. After losing millions in an unprofitable unprofitable investment strategy, an ex-financial advisor is charged with fraud. It took just 10 months for an ex-advisor to deplete virtually all of a couple's $2.2 million of... I'm wrapping my head around that, aren't you? He spent $2.2 million in 10 months? Dude, way to go out with a bank. That's according to the SEC, which charged former advisor high dang with defrauding the couple who had been his clients for 20 years dang engaged in engaged in a risky and unauthorized options trading strategy that caused the value of their accounts to plummet from more than 2.2 million february in february 2018 to approximately 145,000 by that december he lost two million dollars in 10 months by November 2019, the value of the accounts had dropped 99%. So he didn't really steal, I don't guess. His investment strategy, unauthorized investment strategy, sucked. So this is it. Like, what was his point here? Why did they hire this guy? We don't know. We can speculate. They hired this guy probably because they liked him. They trusted him. Maybe they were referred by somebody they knew. And he had a reputation. I'm speculating here. The reputation of providing high investment returns. 
but it was all fake obviously or something that uh, from a strategy that was just luck it's like beating my head up against the wall here's the thing about investing people no one in this area not that i know of no one in this area is wealthy enough to be with the big players on wall street i don't mean you could you could hire them and, and waste a lot of money and fees and get subpar returns. But you're not an insight. You're not a market insider. Neither, neither am I. There are no secrets with investing. So what are the things that we need to do to make sure we have sustainable, consistent returns? Well, make sure we're not overpaying our financial advisor. Make sure our advisor is not using some gimmicks or tricks or some complicated strategy or investment products or annuities to achieve our investment goals. Because... If you strip away high-cost financial advisors and you strip away high-cost complex financial products and you don't do anything but basically buy low-cost index funds in in an asset allocation strategy that's best for you and your financial plan, it's the the easiest way. And people, I beat my head against the wall because people want to believe that there is a, a more complex, sophisticated way. There is. But it doesn't work as well. Oh, you're just saying that because, oh, I don't care if you buy an annuity, an index annuity, a variable annuity, a life insurance policy. Uh, you buy a mutual fund. You buy an ETF. You buy a stock. You buy a bond. You buy options. It makes no difference to me because no matter what you invest in, whether you're my client or not, I don't get compensated by it. I'm just here to shoot you straight. So I have no incentive to mislead you. If being a day trader was the best, and since I don't make any money whether you're a day trader or going out and buying index funds, I would tell you that was the best. If there was some stock-picking guru in our area or nationwide that had consistent results to beat the S&P 500, there's no one out there that can do it consistently, and it was worth the extra cost, or the cost didn't prohibit the earning of those higher returns, then I would tell you so. It's just not true. But here's the thing about having some financial success or you know, you're you're great at running your business or you're you're an executive at a company or you inherited a lot of money or whatever the situation is of how you got your high income or your net worth, you think you're smarter than everybody else. You think you you deserve some sophistication in your investments. Oh, that's just too unsophisticated for me. I'm not going to do low cost, low advisor fee, um, asset allocation model strategy. That's for the, the, the middle class. Well, I don't know who it's for. It's for whoever wants to maximize returns for any given level of risk. But again, I have no incentive to mislead you. So we can only speculate, getting back to the point, we can only speculate that they hired this advisor because he pitched them some idea that he was going to give them above average returns. And they obviously didn't approve this crazy option strategy that lost $2 million in 10 months. And if this is an extreme example, but what if your performance should have been 8, 9, 10, 11, 12% over a whatever period of time, and you're only getting 6, 7, 8% or whatever, you're getting 1, 2, 3, 4% less than you should, you're still making money, but you're not earning what you should because the advisor's fee is taking from that. Maybe the way they're trading is costing too much in taxes and taking away from your return. Maybe the investments that you own or financial products that you own are 
costing more than they should and they're eating to your return and then you have the advisor trying to trade in and out of this or selling you that there's some special sauce out there and you lose or you actually don't earn what you should maybe you don't lose you just don't earn what you should isn't that the same thing is that not the same thing whether your account is if your account is not doing as well as it should be doing, even if it's earning money, even if it's earning a, a decent return, you're losing out. Oh, you're now you're just pitching a better way. No, I'm pitching you a way that's simple. It's easy to understand and it works. It works. It works without the headaches. It works without having to. But no one's going to listen. No one's going to listen because they think that there is a special sauce. They think that there is some sophisticated financial or investment person out there that's worth the extra complexity and the extra cost. They're not. <laughs> They're just not. But obviously it's your money. You can do whatever the hell that you want. But I hope you don't end up like these cats losing out on $2.2 million. Of course, he's probably going to plead guilty that is not the whole story because i want to move on to something else this from morningstar presidential elections don't matter for investments for just joining in this is financial coaching radio so let's see if we can quickly determine what they're saying so what they're going to show us in stats if we were to dig deep into this article from morningstar is that yes in a short blip of time, who gets elected, who gets reelected, surprise elections will impact stock prices, will therefore impact your IRA, your 401k, your other investment accounts. Yes. But what the articles that I have researched and read, what everybody with their panties in a wad about this election, no matter what side you're on, in the long run, it don't matter. It just don't, because Wall Street and the people that your mutual funds your etfs whatever you it's tied to the stock market or the bond market whatever asset class you're in or the real estate market the cats that are the major players in that game aren't going to just be like you know what i'm tired of making money now that biden's in here or i'm tired of making money because trump got reelected. no they care about making money and they want to invest in things that make money and they want the market to go higher now, politicians could make some policy changes that impact companies' ability to do that as well, but they typically don't aren't able to do enough to hinder the ability of the stock market to go higher. Think about it. Market pretty good during Clinton's years. Market pretty good during George W. Bush's years. Told you know, we had the Great Recession in there. Market pretty good and rebounded very nicely during Obama's years. And we look at where we are with Trump. There's been good periods and bad periods, no matter who has been in office. So just check the real data. Control what you can control about your investments. That is how much you're saving, where you're saving it, like what type of account, which is best for you, and how it's invested, which we touched on a few minutes ago. You control that. You don't control the other aspects of it. If you'll just stick with what you can control and do those things extremely well, you will be an ex a successful investor. 
if you don't do those things well or you step away and try to get all complex and make it complicated, you probably ain't going to do so well. Uh, this is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, taking our first break. Hit us up online at financialcoachingradio.com. Back with you right after this. Buying a house is stressful, and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Listen up. When is the last time you talked with an independent, objective, certified financial planner? Do yourself a favor and get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Call me, Jason Qualls, the only certified financial planner today at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. We have many great insurance agents in Rutherford County. The trouble is most of them really don't work for you and me. That's why I only recommend the independent agents of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. They've helped many of my clients get the home and auto insurance coverages they need while also saving them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. See if you're wasting money on home and auto insurance today by calling Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 898-0053. That's 898-0053. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Joining us now is Marshall Sparkman here to talk mortgages, sharing with us what's going on in the mortgage world, what's going on in the local mortgage and real estate world. Welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, Jason. Good to be back, man. So I got an article here in front of me, and it's talking about mortgage rates. And I haven't really been following, but I think the gist of it is this is last time you're on, they're now lower. Is that correct? They were lower. Now they've gone back up. What's well, up? I'll say gone back up. Let's yeah, yeah. Let's define gone back up. So they were like two and a half percent. Now they're two point seven five percent. So I mean, you know, what define? You know, they have gone back up, but they're still just the lowest of the, they'll probably ever be. So rates aren't low as they were, but they're necessarily not high. So saying. Oh yeah, rates are still just ridiculously low. You know, I think. <clears throat> So loan applications, I was just talking to my boss this morning and I was like, man, it feels like it slowed down a little bit, which is seasonal. You know, typically this time of year, people are getting back to school or not buying as many houses. Our loan applications start to slow down. And when I start seeing slow loan applications, that's usually our loan applications run about three months behind. So if I'm starting to slow down right now, that's telling me, you know, three months from now in December, the market's going to be slow, which it always is every year. So, you know, I think we're just starting to seasonally see a slowdown on refinances and purchases. But I'm telling everybody, look, if you want some quick money for Christmas, you may want 
want to look at refinancing your house. You get to save a couple months worth of payments. You can get a little bit of cash back, help you out for with some Christmas money. Plus, the rates are so low. You know, if you've got good credit, you're probably looking in the low 3% or even high twos on a 30-year fixed refinance. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that needs to be done. I've been helping a lot of people do cash out refinance, kind of restructure your debt load. My, my thing is, if I can help you do a cash out refinance, let's take some of the equity out of your house, pay off all your debt, be 100% debt free with the exception of your mortgage, you're in a totally different position financially. So if that's you, if you're in a position where you've got some debts, maybe maybe holding you back and you've got the equity built up in your house and you know you're not going to move for the next couple of years, you're going to hunker down in your house, let's take a look at doing a cash out refinance and see how much, just overall, how much money we can save you and help your monthly cash flow. Assuming you're not going to go back and run up the debt again. Please don't. Please, you know, you can lead a horse to water, right? So when we look at the mortgage rate survey and it's saying that those with credit scores 700 and above, their average rate is 3.5%. And here locally, you can do low threes, high twos. What makes, how is it so different? Is is it, is it the lo- location or, or is it just, since that's the average? There's about 13 factors that go into what makes the interest rate. The the number one most important thing is the loan program that you're doing. Number two is your credit score. Number three is your loan to value, meaning how much is your house, uh, how much do you owe on it versus how much is it worth. And then, I mean, there's multiple other factors. The term of the loan, are you doing a 30-year, are you doing a 20-year, are you doing a 15-year? So there's multiple factors that make up. So if you look online and you just see the kind of the national average, that's what they're giving you. And they're also throwing in people buying it down with points because a lot of people on a refinance, it's not uncommon to buy, to buy it down uh, to get a lower interest rate. So if you look online and you're seeing a national average or something like that, but it that's always usually seems what the average saying. is a lot higher than what someone could go out and get locally here it in is. this area. Yes, it is. Yeah, my, my rates are always slightly better than the national average. Absolutely. And people are gearing up to get a mortgage, and this is say it's a new home or existing home, whatever they're going to do, but it's not a refinance. The information that they you gather from them, how how is that – how can that be streamlined to help them get be more efficient in the approval process? Is it is it just pay stubs, tax return, and you kind of can do your thing, or what is the? Oh yeah, that's easy. So you know, for a refinance, all I need I've need very little documentation from you. Actually, I only need your most recent pay stub. I need your 2019 W two. I'm going to need your insurance. A proof of insurance, copy of your driver's license, copy of your most recent mortgage statement. That's it. We're rolling. I don't need bank statements. I don't need a whole bunch of pay stubs. I don't need tax returns. Refinance is a really simple and easy process. We try to make it easy on you. On a purchase, do you require the bank statements? Uh, to purchase, yes, yeah, because we got to show where the money there? came You're from. You're still loaning the money. Well, for a purchase, you got to bring cash to the table. So, I've got to document where your cash came from. Why did the mortgage companies care where my cash came from? Oh, God, I wish they didn't, buddy. That's a bane of my existence, man, if we didn't because have to the, show they, your cash. You tell me I got to show up with 20 grand. I show up with 20 grand. I know. Who you're, cares? Hey, you're preaching to the choir about that one, man. If they, You know, somebody said one time to me, they said, if you could if you could change the mortgage, if you were in charge for one day and you could change the mortgage industry, what would you change? And I said, having to document assets, man, it's a, it's a, it's a horrible pain. Like we've got, we got stuff now where if you put in your, when you're doing a loan application, it asks if you will link your bank account 
to our system. And if you link your bank account, I don't need nothing from you. We're, we're good. But if you don't want to link your bank account, like most old folks don't want to, and people that are leery for cyber security and Jason Qualls, yeah, <laughs> all your listeners, you make my make my life miserable. <laughs> but really, why, why, what are you verifying? If, the, if I come to the table with the money, and that's all you need. <clears throat> So the government don't want to go through the work. The government, in their infinite wisdom, when they created Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they said that we have to docify that your funds came from an adequate source, and then they defined adequate source of down payment, and then they give a list. And if it doesn't fit within that list, like an example, cash on hand, cash stored at home in your safe is not an acceptable source of down payment. Do not go deposit it in your bank account, and then I I look at your bank statements, and you got a big old deposit for twenty thousand dollars cash. I can't use that doesn't work it's i, I know I'm what, if I just, what if i just bring i show up at your your office and say here's here's my, i'm showing you the physical cash i'm just going to put it back in my safe won't work i had i had a client one time take a picture of a bunch of cash laid out across their table it was a kitchen table they had a bunch he said will this work and i said no unfortunately it won't why won't it work uh you know it's just one of those government guidelines that it is what it what is what are they man. preventing by doing it? what is it I, I used to think it was money laundering. Money, it was well, it was money laundering. That's what it was. It was it was to prevent money laundering because you can't trace cash. So everything on a mortgage transaction, well, uh, why transaction is it the has mortgage people's business to be in the money laundering? That's business. what I'm saying. That's like, what. Thank isn't you. Isn't like the IRS's job? Or hey, I'm telling you, buddy. I I I, I don't. You know, I want to get all up in your business about your assets about as much as you want me to. So you know, there's that. I'm trying to think of a scenario. Obviously, you know you're. If you're going to somebody's walking up, they're, they're going to put down a million dollars cash to buy this house. What if it's just an all cash deal? You're not even. If involved. it's an all cash deal, you don't have to do nothing. Well, I take that back. For for a cash deal, you can no, you can transfer the money straight from wherever to whoever. It doesn't matter, man. So anyone that had any sense that was trying to launder money is not going to be getting a mortgage where their assets have to be verified. No, that's true. No, we get a mortgage. <laughs> if you're laundering money, buddy, I don't think you're going to need my little measly mortgage. So I just don't understand what the point of it is. So the same thing, your cash at home won't work. If grandmother gave you a $50,000 gift, you know, that's there's extra steps to take there. So you basically have to have earned it yourself and had it in your bank. At least you, two months. I got to have two months bank statements. You, Granny could have deposited it three months ago, and now you got two months of bank statements not showing that large deposit coming. Oh. We're good to go. Well, there or, we or you so get there a again, gift. so any money launderer that knew, would know that rule, and they're going to get around it. So it is just ma- it's ba- basically there just to piss off the mortgage people because <laughs> it's, it's not helping anything. <laughs> no, it's really not helping any. Yes, and it does piss me off. It, it accomplishes both of those. It has to make the process of, of verifying on both ends, yours and the, the the customer. Just it's crazy. Yes, it's it's uh, especially for self employed people. Because you got to think a lot of self-employed people operate on a cash basis. So they got a lot of cash coming in and out, and it's not uncommon for them to save cash at home. It's not uncommon for our, our Hispanic Latino community to to save cash at home. And then, you know, it's if you're going to get a mortgage, you just need to go ahead and put it in the bank right now and plan on letting it sit waiting for two months. Do not go put it in the bank today and then expect to buy a house tomorrow because it ain't going to happen. Now, another way around that is you can get a gift from a family member. So uh, you that's give all, it to them, and they give it. Yes, to you. that's that's the uh, that's the workaround. <laughs> Again, it, it, the government gets involved in what they do does not make sense. I was thinking of something else, like if if you had ten thousand dollars in a, a car loan, let's say, and you had ten thousand dollars in cash, 
Uh, and this wasn't the funds you needed for other purposes. You just had a ten thousand. You could you could go ahead and pay off that car loan. But let's say the monthly amount of the car loan on your credit report was hindering you from getting the mortgage. They're not going to count that ten thousand dollars cash against that ten thousand dollar debt and basically wipe it out because you could essentially just pay right. off the thing and it's gone and you're getting the mortgage then. Mm-hmm. That that is a bizarre thing. You're not in a different financial position when you do that. You're just making your debt to income. You're just shifting ratio. your debts. Yeah. yeah, and that's not putting you as a mortgage person in less or more risk. Right. So if it, the easiest scenario here is have the cash in the bank and link up your bank statements give you the w-2s and pay stubs and tax returns and you're good to go yeah you know and it's 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 not a problem very often it's very very uncommon that i run across it being a big deal usually it's um i mean how many people keep keep that much cash at home anymore and most people know you know if you're going to buy a mortgage and real estate agents will tell them or prep them for it i'll prep them for it i'll say look if it's straight up cash man you need to go ahead and get it in the bank ASAP, and we need to wait a couple months. We're talking mortgages with Marshall Sparkman. Marshall, what's the best way to reach you off the air? Best way to reach me off the air in the office, 615-278-2801. All right, this is Financial Coaching Radio. Stick around. We'll be back right after this. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage of your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Would you trust your doctor or surgeon if they had never been to medical school? Of course not. So why trust your financial future to a financial advisor with little training or education? Anyone can call themselves a financial planner or a financial advisor, but a certified financial planner has been extensively trained. My name is Jason Qualls, and I am one of just a few certified financial planners in this area. So ask your current advisor about their education and training. Then call me, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. Are you worried because a spouse or family member needs long-term nursing home care? Estate planning attorney John Baker can help. Protect your assets so you can leave something behind for your family. Call 896-5621. That's 896-5621. Or go to bakercouncil.com. So this is Financial Coaching Radio, the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. No books to sell. Certainly not pushing any live event tickets. We'll leave that to the other guy. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Go to jasonqualscfp.com for all about me. Still in the house is Marshall Sparkman with yo, yo. Talking Mortgages. And what you know, we'll kind of get into this you know, from time to time on the show, elections, what they're going to do to investments and 
people are worried about that and people are worried i guess uh, people are in the market to buy a home or refinance they're worried about what the election is going to do to mortgage rates yep what is the what's the insider mm-hmm. in you say you know that's a legit concern man i don't know i think they've got to keep rates low right now where they're at for now and I, you know i don't know man I, if i had that crystal ball i'd be a millionaire you know i i, I think uh it depends on what kind of what kind of obstacles i'll say that in a politically correct way what kind of obstacles our country comes across between now and the elections you know politically politically driven motives can we we've shown like with the with the uh the the china virus that it completely shook our nation i mean it shook the stock market it shook the mortgage market big time it shook everything so well it wasn't necessarily the virus no it was the political response yes so uh, you know what could happen between now and i'm more worried about another big political uprising bad response whatever you want to call it than i am the presidential elections i'm more worried about you know people against trump trying to throw something a crazy monkey wrench in last minute before the elections and then all of a sudden the markets respond negatively we have a 10 percent drop in stock market it's going to drive rates lower though right yeah typically because people will start investing in bonds and uh, so uh, something bad happening is good for the mortgage business a lot of times it is, but not necessarily. See, we saw during COVID uh, where investors started pulling out of the mortgage industry big time. We had in big investors that were like these big hedge funds and these big 401k investors. They were pulling out of the mortgage, buying mortgage-backed securities, and the government had to step in and buy, buy them because um, – the private industry pretty much backed out so it's uh you know stuff like that although it although it doesn't affect the um the mortgage rates so to speak it affects how we sell the loans what loan products we can offer and and the whole nine yards if you have a mortgage question reach out to marshall sparkman with us about a refinance new home purchase existing home purchase marshall that phone number once again to reach you off of the air you can catch me 615-278-2801 appreciate you listening to financial coaching radio our last break of the day is coming your way keep it right here locked in on financial coaching radio and wgn no reason to get excited Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THW CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848-1072 or online at THWCPA.com. Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners, if you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to jasonquallscfp.com or call 878-2134 today. Donegal offers car and homeowner's insurance at rates that are very competitive. So competitive that Donegal's car insurance rates are among the lowest in the state. And if you insure your car and home with Donegal, Donegal will take up to an additional 10% off their already low rates. Donegal, a better value. 
but it's quote your auto and home and maximize your discounts. Call Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. Check me out online, learn about what I do, how I do it at jasonqualscfp.com. You can listen to the show anytime, anywhere at financialcoachingradio.com. Now up on the site is the Spotify links, the iTunes or Apple podcast link. You can podcast the shows through there as well. But how to find all that is financialcoachingradio.com. Appreciate you listening today and every day. What we touched on earlier in the show I used to call the financial news financial pornography. I think now we have to call all political news the same because it seems like the biggest driving factor in people making mistakes in their personal life, their social life, their financial life is the media and how it drives and shapes our political views. And most of it is just downright incorrect and wrong, if not just total BS. So be careful out there when you're looking at any type of news and how it drives your opinion, especially when it drives your opinion on your investments. Who wins the presidential election is not going to impact the stock market in any way in the long run. Markets have always done well and done bad, no matter who is president. Just look up the data for yourself. Don't be a sheep. Don't just follow what the talking box says. This is Financial Coaching Radio. We're out of here for today. I'll be back at you tomorrow. Same time, same channel. Keep it locked in right here on WGN.